0: Welcome to Mamas on a Mission. If you're a Melbourne mum, you've landed in the right place. Hey, I'm Holly, the host of this podcast, Chief Mummer of Motherhood Melbourne and co-founder of Facing Motherhood. Each week, you'll hear from inspiring local mamas that are on a mission to help you get through the toughest hood of all, motherhood. Season three is kindly supported by my podcast partner, Bliss Early Learning, an Australian owned premium provider in the childcare and preschool space. Okay, let's kick things off. Firstly, what are you wearing? No, I'm not being cheeky. I swear it's relevant to my first guess. And to give you a little clue, I'm kicking off season three in style, which is why you'll be hearing from an experienced personal stylist, Karina Dyer. Karina is the owner of Personalized Style, and she's on a mission to help you feel confident and amazing in what you wear every day. Now, if you're like me, and by that I mean a non-fashiony type of person, don't go anywhere. Because as Karina explains, style is not about trends and she shares oodles of tips to get your groove and style back. In this episode, you'll find out how to discover or rediscover your personal style, which makes shopping for clothes very easy, how to look and feel great when styling your baby bump or postpartum bod. Karina also shares the classic must-have items that create a good wardrobe base and a simple styling tip that can instantly sharpen your look. If you've decided to tune in, I'd love to know. So share this episode on your Insta stories with a screenshot. Tag Motherhood Melbourne and personalised underscore style. Okay, now Karina starts with telling us how and why she became a personal stylist. Let's meet Karina.
1: I have always loved clothing and shopping. So for me, it, you know, it was a natural progression, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I... I was always that friend that jumped into people's wardrobes and created the outfits for us all each night that we went out and things like that. So for me, I suppose clothing it was almost like an armor for me. I always found I could build my confidence through that. So it actually started, I probably realized that when I was in about, I think it was about year seven or eight, and we had an out of uniform day. And I, you can imagine, I just had my outfit like picked out for weeks. And I'd say to my girlfriends, you know, what are you wearing? And they're like, oh, just the jeans and the top. I'm like, okay, well, I'm wearing this. And I was all excited. And we got to the day and I turned up at school, feeling absolutely fantastic, so confident. And And what went to about recess, and then a girl who was, um, you know, a little bit older than me came up to me and she's like, Kaz, what are you wearing? And she looked me up and down, and I was like, thanks, you know, this is my best. (laughs) And then I walked off and I was still like, oh, you know, thanks so much. And obviously, it was not made as a compliment. She was trying to, um, yeah, insult me, and I just, I didn't let it affect me and you know even my girlfriends were like oh we think you look good and I'm like I do too (laughs) and I think right then I realized how important clothing can be for people and I you know I still continued to love that particular outfit and I did get compliments and things like that that day because I think I was just on top of the world it wasn't even necessarily what exactly what I had on it was how I was feeling so for me um yeah, clothing was just a really great way to boost my confidence and I helped that, you know, through all of my friends and yeah, so that's I suppose where the love of it came from, but for when I decided to do styling, it was you know, I was so confident with it all the time and then all of a sudden I lost it and I felt really insecure about the way I looked and I stopped going out socially as well. And the reason for that was because, well, I had a child. So I had my firstborn son and I just, I didn't like, probably I didn't like the way that I really looked because I was completely different. I'd never looked that shape or anything like that. I'd changed. and um, But I also hated everything in my wardrobe. I looked at it and I'm like, that's just not me. I don't feel comfortable in it. And so that's why I stopped actually going out. And for me also, I am a very social person. So to say no to things was a big deal for me. And I probably blamed a lot of it on my son, Um, you know, oh, no, he's tired or oh, no, you know, that's when he needs to sleep or whatever it was. But it really just came down to the fact that I wasn't feeling comfortable anymore. And this particular day, um we were invited to go out to this social event and all of my friends were going and their kids and I knew it was going to be a great day. And I looked in my wardrobe and I was just like, no, no, I'm not going. I'm I'm staying home. And I said to my husband, you go, you know, you have fun, but you know, I'll just stay back and you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, it's going to be good. And he tried to, you know, encourage it. But I went back into my room and rather than me doing my normal I burst into tears and oh I don't have anything to wear. I thought I need to change this. I need I've got to stop. And so I just did what I knew best and I went in there and I made a massive mess. There were clothes everywhere and um I created different outfits and there was one particular one that I put on which I'd never, you know, thought of putting, you know, that top with the pants or whatever it was. And um I've walked out and looked in the mirror and I just had the biggest smile on my face. And I was like, oh, I actually look really good. And I was so excited for the first time in ages that I felt I felt like me. I felt confident again. And I'm like, right, that's it. We're going. And so we went out and we had just the best day, which we knew was going to happen. But that also showed me again how important it can be and I thought when we came home I said to Paul surely I'm not the only one who has felt like this surely there's other people who struggle sometimes with feeling confident and you know looking at themselves and going yes you know today's going to be a great day and things like that and he agreed and he's like you know well I'm sure there are others so it was that moment that I said I need to learn more I need I need to do this and I didn't even think of it as a business. I really wanted to get the knowledge uh, so that when my body does change again, um, you know, I know how to adapt to that and I know how to, you know, style it and feel confident again through every stage of life. So, um, yeah, so that's when I decided to train through the Australian Style Institute. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much what happened and why I'm here right
0: now. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I love that story. I've I've got tears in my eyes because I think every <laughs> mum listening can relate to that, you know, that yeah. moment of when you when you finally start to feel better. And what I'm sort of hearing from you is that you know, styling someone is, it's more than clothes. Yeah. So what is it that you're really trying to achieve? What impact do you want to see on the women that you're styling?
1: I just really want to help women feel confident and proud of the way that they look and to feel that every day, not just on that special occasion. I want them to, you know, look in the mirror and go, yep, I look great. And, you know, and that's how, yeah, I just teach them. And that's through clothing and also the positive, you know, the co- positive conversation that you can have with yourself as well so yeah that's just what i want is for everyone to feel really good and to be confident
0: yeah because it is it is so confronting it's a really confronting moment um and, I, I don't know anyone who's ever gone especially trying on jeans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you just end up in the yeah. fetal position like <laughs> yes it's really yeah. hard and especially you know when your body changes like that but I can imagine when people meet you and you say oh I'm, I'm Karina I'm a personal stylist they probably have this image of what that means so I'm guessing there's yes. a lot of misconceptions that people have about your role as a personal stylist so can you tell us what 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 are the things that people sort of think that happens and you know what's the realities of it?
1: the misconceptions there are that, you know, it is all about shopping and it's very glamorous and it's only for the rich and famous or it's only for photo shoots and, you know, for magazine shoots and things like that. And I suppose what I'm trying to teach people is that I'm, I'm here for the everyday woman. I'm, you know, I just want to make the everyday person feel great about themselves. So Even though a lot of it can be shopping and it is all about, you know, creating outfits and things like that, but there's a lot of psychology behind it as well. And that is where I love to tap in and, you know, really change people's opinions on how they see themselves as well. I do like to make the experiences very kind of glamorous, like it is almost like you're a celebrity because you just get to come along with me and I do all the work. And, you know, even if we're shopping, you know, I'm, I pick out all the clothes and they can just stay in the change room, change it all up. And, um, I even put the clothes back and, you know, (laughs) so it is a really lovely experience for my clients. Um, and they do get that. I suppose I understand as well, how important it is and how hard it can be, especially for mums. And like, I've been there myself and it's hard to dedicate that amount of time to yourself. And whether that is going and getting, you know, trying to find a babysitter or things like that. But I do lots of shops with, especially with newborns and things like that. I understand that, you know, the babies need to come with us and I love kids. So that's always a bonus. I just think they're all cute, Um, especially, you know, they're not mine. so (laughs) (laughs) You You can handle that. (laughs) Otherwise, yeah, (laughs) but um, yeah, I do try to, you know, accommodate really well and you know, but I all of my clients understand that this is your time. You know, you give so much to everybody else that just having this time to yourself, you can really learn and you just yeah, you walk away feeling fantastic. And that is probably that sort of glamorous side of it, but still in the real world. So yeah, I think that's I'm not just for the rich and famous. And I think that's probably what it comes down to is yeah, a lot of people do feel that it is just for that and it's not.
0: And I can imagine, obviously, you know, you've got your skill in styling, but because you are dealing with women and a lot of them that are mums, I can imagine you're also an emotional support for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and even we were trained this in um, with styling in my course, we, I suppose as women, we want to comfort, we want to, you know, and we naturally just go, oh, it's, it's all going to be okay and let's fix it, and, you know, things like that. But what is really important as well is that I allow my clients the time to open up and rather me, you know, if they do, cause it can be quite emotional and generally it's emotional for like fantastic reasons and to allow them the space to really open up and get to the bottom of, you know, why they might be feeling this way and what certain clothing, you know, impacts them in different ways and things like that. So I do. Yeah. I love to comfort them and I'm, I'm really approachable and easygoing. So I think that lets them relax, uh, and yeah, to be open up and then we can really move forward. So yeah, it's not just here, try this on, you know, (laughs) Yeah, I, um, yeah, we get to the bottom of everything and it, yeah, it just makes the biggest difference.
0: And I can imagine for many mums there might be this hesitation of, oh, well, maybe I'll just wait until I lose a little bit of weight. Like, is that something that's thrown at you sometimes? And what, how do you yeah. respond to that?
1: Yeah. So I think it's actually more important to do it now, when you're not feeling your best. Um, I actually had a client who, uh, you know, and she had gained some weight and. She used to be really confident and outgoing and bubbly and everything. And, and she wasn't anymore. And it was a really big thing for her to, you know, reach out to me and say, I'm ready for help. You know, I thought I would wait. I tried, you know, like, cause you always try to, you know, I'll lose weight and then I'll do it. Um, and she tried and she said, you know what? I, I need the help now. I need to start, you know, I she wanted to go for a job interview and then she said, I knew that." I was holding myself back and she said, so I'm not going to do it. And so when we had our style consultation, I gave her that space and she was able to open up and really explain a lot of things to me. And then we went into a wardrobe and we started, we do a mirror strategy is what it's called. And this is where I asked the clients just to sort of look at their body because we do need to understand what our body shape and everything like that is. And it was quite, quite confronting for her at the start um, which it can be for all of us Um, and I said I allowed her that time and then I said is it okay if I can tell you what I see and she's like oh okay thinking good luck you know in her mind she was like you know you're not going to see anything you know positive and I just went through it all with her and I said we distort what we see in the mirror by about 40% to the negative. And that's a really massive number. Like for us to, you know, take it that far, it's, yeah, it's, it can be really overwhelming to even try to understand what everyone else sees. But because I could see that in her and I said, you know, let's, really highlight these features like you know this is beautiful and you know this is what we can do and I quickly you know grabbed some clothes and I gave her examples of things that we can do differently so that she can see something different and all of a sudden she just started to relax and you could just see her whole body you know language just like oh yes okay I'm I can see it and so by the time it was the shopping session She'd already had a couple of outfits and things, um, you know, that she really liked in the wardrobe. And I thought it was all going really, really well. And we went into one particular store and I had heaps of garments put aside for it. And so she was trying them on. and I said, I'll oh, just pop this one on first. Because I thought, I really think this is going to be awesome. And she's come out and I was all like, you know, I'm incredibly excited. <laughs> and um, she's walked out of the room and she's just looked at me and I have just like lit up. With this big grin on my face and then she just burst into tears and I thought oh my goodness like what what's happened anyway and I've walked over to her and I said you know I think you look great like what what's the matter she's like no I do look great oh. <laughs> and, like, oh. and she was so overwhelmed with how she saw herself and she said I never thought I could look like this. And I just, you know, I gave her the biggest cuddle and I'm like, you know, you're beautiful. And I just, I feel that for so many people who go, no, I need to lose weight or I need to do this. And I think, no, but you're beautiful now. Let's show you that. And I just, you know, yeah, I just really want everyone to understand that clothing can change that, but it's also the language that we use for ourselves. And then when you see it reflected back at you, it is just an incredible feeling. And yeah, and that is probably part of why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I've seen those results. And yeah, and I just want everyone to feel like that. So
0: yeah. Oh my goodness. I got goosebumps listening to that. That's so beautiful. And I can just imagine how rewarding it is to have those experiences with your clients.
1: Yes. I've, I feel incredibly, um, yeah, proud that I can be there and I can help them and it's, yeah. I, I feel like I've just got the best job in the entire world. It's Aww, amazing. Yeah, That's
0: great. And so can you then take us back and explain what is personal style and and how do we work out what our style is? Because there's so many different trends all the time, but, you know, you can kind yes. of be like, oh, I don't like that or I don't like that.
1: But how do you work out what your your style is? It's like you're wearing your personality. And I think that's where a big change is because style is completely different to fashion. You know, we use fashion to create style, but fashion is not style. So I think, um, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, and I suppose you can if you just want to be really super trendy and just fashionable, that's that's great for you. But how long can you maintain that for? Is that realistic for you and your lifestyle? Um, you know, because you can go into nearly any shop and just buy the latest trends and go, yep, you know, I'm set. But if you're wanting to have a more lasting effect with this, then, yeah, you need to really discover what exactly your style is. So, um, and as you mentioned, like, it changes so much. So we used to work with, you know, the four seasons a year, but now it's like 52 because <laughs> it changes constantly and it's like, ah. And if you're not in, you know, that fashion world all the time, which I do find, like, I found myself, you know, especially when I became a mum, you're kind of lost with that. And then all of a sudden it's like you come through the other side and you think, wow, everything's changed. I've got no idea like what is going on. And so when you're confident in your own style, then you're actually confident throughout all seasons and all trends. Um, So I suppose I've got some tips that I can go through that have... Yeah, that um, just different ways that you can do it. And I do also have this um, on my Facebook page as well. So you can get a free, yeah, and it's got all the steps there for you. So firstly, you do need to start to get to know with your body. So again, you know, like that mirror strategy. Um, I do want to explain that you do need to speak to yourself like you're talking to a friend. And so because it can be, again, confronting, but if you need to picture you know, your girlfriend standing right there who, you know, especially if you've just had a baby or, you know, you're pregnant and things like that. If she's standing right there and she's looking at herself, what do you want to say to her? You know, be kind and be okay with what you see. And, you know, yes, you can think, oh, I'd really like to minimise this area, but let's focus on what you want to highlight. You know, like, because someone else is probably thinking, oh my goodness, I would love to look, you know, like have those whatever (laughs) like the your boobs or whatever it is and um you know so just be kind and that's what you really need to remember but get to know what you want to highlight because once you understand what you're wanting to highlight it naturally will actually disguise any other areas so rather than focusing on the negative we focus on the positive and that's where you base everything around um also to look for inspiration everywhere you go so it could be down the street it could be you know seeing someone um, you know friends and things like that but just actually keep in mind and even keep notes like i take notes on my phone all the time um, of you know things that i'm like or trends maybe that i'm not loving and how i can adapt that into my own style Um, but also Pinterest. So like I've got my Pinterest page, but just create a mood board and go through and select all different types of outfits. What you need to consider is even if you look at something and you think, oh, I really like it. I like the whole thing, but I wouldn't wear it. That's okay too. So you want to get that feel for the outfit and you want to go, I really like that whole sort of vibe or whatever you would like to call it. Uh, And that will really define, you know, the things that you do like and maybe the things that you don't as well. So it definitely is just yeah, researching and it might take, it's a, you know, I'm constantly updating my personal fashion mood board because we change as people as well. So, you know, every time that we change our mood and the person that we are will change. Um, another really great way to find inspiration is looking at movies and also TV shows because they have the stylist there creating certain characters so generally speaking if you see a character and you're like oh I really like what she's wearing most of the time that whole movie you're going to find a lot of inspiration so you know have a look at a lot of the chick flick go through that and yeah just keep taking notes. And then what you can do is even translate that into your own wardrobe and start creating similar looks with what you already own. So then take notice of what you've already got in your wardrobe um, and also what you tend to go for. What, What are the pieces that you put on and you think, oh, yep, I feel really good today. You know, it's comfortable or whatever it is. And really start sort of picking that apart and going, well, why? why do you feel that way and is it the fabric is it the color is it the cut is it you know and it can be all different types of things but once you narrow that down then you start understanding okay this is why I'm going for these certain things Um, one thing that we it's in all of us it's a part of our brain and it's called your oh it's your RAS which is your reticular activation system what that actually does is like a filter for us. And that is why we keep choosing the same things over and over again, because I've seen countless wardrobes and mine used to be the same um, where, you know, you shop and you're used to purchasing something. So you just keep buying it all the time. And, you know, a good way to understand is, you know, when you're pregnant, everybody is pregnant. Like you're like, it's oh, <laughs> like, how come so many people are pregnant right now? And that is because that is what yeah, RAS is doing. So it's a filtering out um, and just finding the common things for us and the familiar things. So that is also something to consider when you are looking at your own style. Is that your style or are you used to going to that particular style? So that's why you really need to nut out Exactly why it is that you like particular things but yeah that is going to really help understand the direction that you're wanting to take as well. So um, the other one is just to get a I call it a style uniform um, and so every time you go to purchase something does that actually match in with your style uniform So get your basics and everything sorted out. So then, yeah, you can add personality through accessories or, you know, different things rather than having 15 different colored pattern tops. um, You know, maybe you just need to go for your real basic things and then add accessories. So then you've got a lot more options.
0: And I'd love to keep going along with tips as well, styling tips. And I thought we could talk about pregnancy and postpartum uh, styling because, yes. you know, mums, it's a very beautiful time, but it's obviously a time when our bodies make, you know, those it's changing so much and it's quite confronting. Yes. Um, instead of sort of, yep. I guess, like you said, when you, you know, after you'd had your baby, you know, you're hiding, you don't want to go out, um, instead of that happening, what are some ways that we can style with confidence during these, um, I guess, precious periods?
1: Yeah, this is an incredibly important topic for me because this is obviously why I started out. So I am very passionate about it um, and I do, you know, I get all the feels back when, <laughs> when I'm with a client um, who is going through this as well. So um, firstly, it is definitely, um, you know, going back to that mirror and understanding your body and seeing the positives. So this is by far the biggest um, thing that you can do for yourself is to really highlight, you know, and understand what parts of your body you might love. And it could even be things like, you know, like your wrists. And it might be that you just need to cuff, you know, your sleeve length a little bit because then that actually elongates your arms and, you know, you're showing off that sort of area. And it could be just these little things that even if you just think, oh, but they're just wrists, (laughs) they actually can make a really big impact to your overall style. Um, so yeah, start off with going through everything that, you know, you love about yourself and finding those things, because I promise there's going to be a lot. So yeah. Um, and then when you focus on that, what will happen is, yeah, you don't need to be covering up certain areas anymore, because most of the time what happens when we try to cover up something We're just bringing more detail straight there. And even though you might think, oh, no, well, you know, I'm covering up my bum or whatever it is, um, most of the time you're just actually, yeah, drawing more attention. So you definitely need to focus on the good because then you can take it away. The main thing to look at as well, and especially I find with a lot of clients going through pregnancy, the wardrobe isn't, you don't have a huge range so you're going through, you've pretty much got your basics all through the pregnancy. So then what you can do is just use accessories and use them as much as you possibly can. You know, wear bigger earrings and just colours as well, because that is going to distract the eye. So if you can even use lipstick, so if you're a lipstick wearer or if you're not, try to wear some lipstick because what that does will instantly... You know, lift the eyes up, and it will. Yeah, it just yeah brings attention to your face. You can feel more confident because also people will be looking at you, and you won't be feeling as though they're looking anywhere else as well. So that's really good. Um, the another main point is think about where the fabric is finishing. So the eye will automatically go to wherever the fabric finishes. So let's say you're wanting to minimize the hips let's say you don't want to wear a jacket or a top or anything that sits right on the hips because naturally people's eyes are going to go straight there and all that does is actually widen that area not bring it in so it's doing sort of the opposite so try not to you know yeah just wear sort of longer things you need to think about the cut and where that fabric's finishing Um, same with with jackets so even jackets and some cardigans if you you need to look at the shoulder seams on everything so wherever that seam is finishing that is going to be the width of your shoulders so if you're wearing a cardigan that the seams are going way over your shoulders it actually rounds out your shoulders and it makes you appear a lot wider than what you actually are so Keep note of, yeah, where that's finishing. Obviously, if you're, um, you know, really quite fine up top and you might be heavier down the bottom, this that might be a really good technique for you to do is to go for something a bit wider because that will balance it out. But if you're not, um, yeah, just keep in mind of exactly where the seams are finishing because, yeah, you do need that sort of structure up top to, yeah, balance everything else out. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely the fabrics are something that you really really need to think about yeah
0: oh my gosh my eyes were just so wide when you said that thing about the cardigan the top thing I was like thinking about every like cardigan I've ever worn (laughs) I'm (laughs) so going to be looking at that um oh and it'll be good actually once this comes out maybe you could do a little insta story and show people what you know a visual of of how it looks yes (laughs) yes I would love that. Um, No, that's fantastic. And I guess, you know, with pregnancy too, like you said, such limited options. And I, like, I don't know about you, but I, um, my first pregnancy was like, you know, pre being on Instagram where there were so many like stylish pregnant women and there wasn't any options. It was like, look like a potato sack or look like a potato sack.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. There weren't a lot of um, choices back then.
0: But that's great what you said, changing up the accessories because, you know, like, because you are pregnant for such a limited time, you don't want to invest in a huge wardrobe that you can't wear anyway.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's really important to, you know, because you, you know, we do want to still be really sort of trendy and, you know, and look great and things like that. So when you can play with accessories, also, they're not too straining on the budget as well, because you can pick them up, you know, a lot cheaper than having to go out and buy, you know, a whole new dress or whatever it is. Um, You know, yeah, you can update a lot. quicker. Yeah,
0: no, that's great. Thank you. I'd love to take a minute to tell you about my podcast partner, Bliss Early Learning, who are a premium provider in the childcare and preschool space. Bliss Early Learning are a family-owned Australian company. You'll find them around Melbourne in four great locations, Cranbourne, Sandringham, Williams Landing and Wyndham Vale. When you take a tour with them, you'll notice that they provide innovative spaces to encourage little ones to grow and learn in a safe and fun environment. You'll be happy to hear that unlike many other providers at Bliss Early Learning, you won't need to fork out extra money for additional activities. They include them for free activities such as language classes, yoga, music, learn to read classes, school readiness programs and more. And one last feature that makes Bliss Early Learning stand out from the other providers is that they offer public holidays for free. In Melbourne, that's up to 10 free days per year. Incredible. To find out more and to book a tour at your nearest Bliss Early Learning Centre, visit bliss.edu.au or call 1300 717 777. And so let's keep talking about tips. I'd love for you to talk about. So, for mums, buying new clothes all the time, it might not be a financial option because, you know, mat leave or even a personal preference. Some people don't like to buy a lot of clothes. So, what are some of the classic must have items that create a good base?
1: I would definitely start with good quality jeans um, or the pants that you prefer. I, you know, I think denim is great. It's, you know, you can dress it up and down. It's something that's a really easy essential for a lot of women. Um, Also they don't date so they won't really go out of style, which is great, but try to have all of your basics covered. So like your black, dark blue, a lighter blue, white if you want i still don't own white because well <laughs> i've got two boys and that's just next to impossible to keep white so i don't even bother um but they do look really good in you know these warmer months um but also like a pair that's almost like that khaki sort of color so something that's a bit different to just your blue or your black denim because then you can dress it up and dress it down you can you know if you've just got lots of t-shirts or something, then at least it creates a completely different look for you. And you can still wear it with your white sneakers and things like that. So um, yeah, just I'd invest in the jeans um, and yeah, because then you're going to be set. You can chuck on some heels for date night or, you know, just some sandals or something for school pickups or whatever it is. Um, But also well-fitted jackets. So again, um, think of the shoulder seam, and Think of the structure behind the jacket. So you do need it to be a good fit if it doesn't feel right for you You will find another one. So don't just go out and go. Oh, I needed a jacket So this will do we don't you can't settle anymore, but it's definitely um, <laughs> Yeah, there will be a jacket that is perfect for you because it's the cut of the jacket. That's not right It's not your shape so keep that in mind. Um, but that could be any jacket. So like a blazer or a bomber style jacket, um, even your heavy and structured sort of cardigans can class as a jacket as well. Um, and obviously denim jackets are great. So it just depends again on your personal style, but if you have a couple of these in your wardrobe as well, you'll be able to mix and match with so many different things and dress them up. So, um, Some other ones are basic camis. So depending on um, the style that you like and also what you're comfortable to wear, I just like, you know, I've got a sort of, I suppose, a thicker sort of strap, just V-neck. That is the style that suits me the most. Um, So that's what I work with all the time. And I actually have them in just different block colors. So not many with patterns because then I can obviously pair it back with anything and, again, use accessories to dress it up and, you know, change it up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, and then you like tees or casual tops. So I, you know, anyone who follows me <laughs> knows how much I love a statement tee and I, you know, that's my kind of style uniform. Um, but, yeah, so I've got lots of those sort of casual tops, but you do need things that are just comfy practical because we are forever you know bending over and grabbing stuff from our, for our kids and so you do need that comfort um, and sometimes camis well they don't really fit into that so definitely go for your tees um, and any sort of cotton sort of tops just so that you're comfortable but they still look really well styled um, and the other one would be skirts so depending again on your style But you can either go for your maxi skirts, which are really comfortable, um, really practical as well, because then you can wear them all throughout the year because you pop them with boots or just sneakers and things like that. Um, And generally try to do them in the block colours unless a lot of your tops are generally flat, sort of like plain colours, then you can go for a print. But try not to just continue to bring in lots and lots of print because you'll find that you'll be limited with what you can style back with it. So um, either choose printed tops or printed bottoms and sort of go with that to start with. But, um, yeah, I think if you had, you know, a few of all of those pieces, you will have just tonnes of outfits (laughs) to choose from. Um, That is an incredibly great base to start with. No, that's fantastic. Thank you. I love all those tips.
0: They're great. And do you have any tips on things mums can do before they even start shopping? for new clothes just to make sure they get the most out of the experience
1: it does come back to your own wardrobe definitely need to figure out what you own so and, and it's going to be a process but it's absolutely worth your time um so i you know wardrobes for me normally take about sort of four hours so i do understand that it's a big time but i obviously i'm quite in depth with mine so even if you could allow a couple of hours for yourself to do it if you can't dedicate that solid block because i understand we're you know we're busy and the kids come in and things like that um even just if you can you know schedule out 20 minutes at a time and just go okay in this 20 minutes i'm going to work on my jeans or you know then i'm going to work on my tops so you can sort of yeah scatter that out across you know a couple of weeks if you need to Um, and yeah just sort of go through if anything doesn't fit you remove it from the wardrobe it does not need to be in there you know get some storage bags or something like that and move it away it has to be out of your wardrobe and out of sight Um, unless it is incredibly motivational for you i yeah i i highly recommend to just get rid of it because you don't want to walk into your wardrobe and go oh that doesn't fit me oh no i can't wear that because like that's not setting you up for you know a nice positive experience. So um, yeah, remove anything that doesn't fit. But yeah, just go through everything that you own and then start writing down sort of what you have. Like you might end up finding you've got six pairs of black jeans. You probably don't need any more black pants. Like, (laughs) So it's a really good idea to go through exactly what you've got, how much of everything you have as well and work out sort of where the gaps are and write a list of what you don't need. I think that is an incredible like thing to have on your phone is do not buy any more of and then just write those down because as our RAS keeps coming back in, we're going to keep being attracted to the same thing over and over again. So, yeah, definitely um, see what you don't need and then have a look at things that, oh, you know, let's say you've got a pair of pants and you can only wear it with you know one or two tops. Maybe you need to get other tops to go with those pants, so then you can utilize that a lot more. And yeah, so then you just start filling in those gaps. Um, another thing will be to keep in mind what your lifestyle is actually like. So, do you need like a lot of formal dresses if you only really go to a wedding once a year or something like that? Where should you be investing that money? If you find that you know you're at home a lot. Maybe you just need some really good, comfy, you know, stretchy jeans that are, you know, will see you through. And then if someone opens the like comes to the door, then you're still dressed, you know, <laughs> um, presentable and things like that. So think about your lifestyle and see if that actually matches your current wardrobe. And if it doesn't, then that's where you need to focus, you know, and spend your money is building that part up. As well.
0: I love that. And yes, definitely need to get rid of those, you know, those jeans that we think, oh yeah, I'll fit into those one day. And it's like that was like, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> Let it go.
1: And also I find a lot of people, you know, when they because I, you know, in all of my wardrobe makeovers and we have, and it's always seems to be the jeans. And like I've got jeans, well they're in a storage bag and they're never <laughs> going to see light of day really. Um, <laughs> but also I actually keep them just because I don't know, they're just there. But even if I fit back into them, I'm never going to wear them like um, they've changed. They're not me anymore. So, and that is, I find so many, you know, I'll say to my clients, okay, that, you know, that's great. When you get back into them, do you want to wear them? Oh no. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's get rid of them then. (laughs) Because yeah, unless you're keeping them for, you know, sentimental reasons, um, don't just keep them because I want to get back into them because you're not even going to enjoy wearing them if you do get back into them. So yeah, definitely remove them and you'll feel so much better. Yeah.
0: And can I ask, is that a really long process when you go through people's wardrobes? Like do they sit there and try to justify every piece of like, no, but I need to keep that because this like, or are you just like prying it off them going, no, you have to chuck that in the bin. You need to donate it. (laughs) I'll do both.
1: Yeah, so I do have a rule um, with my clients that they don't actually give them to friends. So a lot of the times, if we're donating yeah. clothes, I will take the clothes and I will donate them. Um, one that makes life a lot easier because then it's all gone, and you know, because otherwise it stays in their cars, and you know what? Oh yeah, I'll get, I'll donate that, and then it stays in the back of your car for a few weeks. Um, so yeah, I just take them from them. But what has happened? is they'll give them to friends and then even though they know that that's not the style that they love anymore they'll see their friends wear it and then think oh no well that looks good on that I should have kept it like maybe I want it back and you don't so yeah it's definitely something that I recommend highly that I take these clothes but um it's actually really quite lovely to hear the stories behind the clothes and like I you know I love hearing stories and telling stories and things like that. So yeah, I just, I love to hear about the sentimental attachments to it. And I do like to keep, you know, if it's a bridesmaid's dress or if it's, you know, I wore that to my 21st. As long as it doesn't have any negative connections to that piece, then yes, you can keep it, but you're not having it hung up in your wardrobe because everything in your wardrobe, you're wearing constantly. So um, yeah, there's just another place for it
0: yeah yep. lovely and so what's one last styling tip that is super simple but makes a big difference to how a look comes together
1: okay so i've sort of touched on i've got two really <laughs> that's fine one. um <laughs> but yeah i've touched on accessories i probably can't stress that enough how important that is um and how simple that can be to really completely transform your look so that's you know shoes bags jewelry um, hats scarves things like that that you can just add on and that will just give you a look from going from you know just a top and pants to then a really well put together styled look like you've gone to a lot of effort but it's only taken you know another 20 seconds of your day so um, but also the length of your clothing so I did touch on you know where the cuts and everything finish but also the sleeve lengths and pants lengths so sometimes you need to cuff them one the idea around the cuffing as well is let's say you're in jeans and boots if you can cuff your jeans up just a little bit so you can see you know a centimeter of your skin between your boot and your jean length um, it actually elongates your legs your legs appear slimmer You appear taller um, and that just really can make a huge difference to your overall look And that also comes to your sleeve length as well. So even if you're wearing jackets, sometimes it's good for you to, um, you know, like either turn up, like fold up and cuff your jackets. Um, What that ends up doing, obviously, if it's freezing, then don't because you'll be cold. But, um, you know, when it comes time to the warmer weather and things like that, if you can actually either, yeah, just cuff up your tops, um, what that does is when you've put got your arms down and it's good for you if you go back to the mirror and test this one out because it's hard to explain (laughs) over here um but when you put your arms down and you can see your wrist and you can see that little extra part of your arm your eyes will automatically go around your waist so what you're actually doing is you're actually making your entire body look slimmer from doing that so yeah because all everyone's eyes is going to go to where that jacket cuff will finish and then in turn it draws in your waist it's an amazing little trick so um definitely do that have a play and um yeah let me yeah know. yeah if anyone if anyone <laughs> sits there
0: and starts copying yeah.
1: their their
0: pants and their um tops like their jackets and stuff definitely tag yeah. karina in it what's your your insta to make sure it's is yep is personalized underscore style. style. Yes. So tag her, um yep. so we can have a look. But I can definitely attest to when you taught me how to cuff my jeans. Because to be honest, I just didn't know how to do it. And when you did it for me and showed me, it's absolutely a game changer. And I always remember that. I'm like, just show a little bit of skin between the shoes and the pants, yeah. um, and it does. It makes me feel good. I'm like, oh, you know, now I now I look more together. Even though I'm just you know doing Kinder drop off. <laughs>
1: Yes, but it does. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? And it's so simple, like, and it doesn't take very long, but it makes you feel so much better. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) a little skip, (laughs) you know, in your step when you walk out the door. So um, I love that. You have
0: um, so many tips, so many tips. Um, But you've been so generous with them. So thank you for sharing all of that. And now I'd like to move on to talking a bit more about motherhood, because as you said, you're a mother of two boys. What's been your yes.
1: personal experience of motherhood, the surprises and the challenges? So for me, I think it is how much, like I've abs- I have abs—I have loved motherhood. It's incredibly challenging and, you know, you have your moments. <laughs> but um, overall, like, and especially looking back, I think now because my boys are eight and six, um, to be able to look back and see the person who I've become because of being a mum and just the amount that I have learnt and, you know, that could be, you know, I've obviously learned a lot of patience um, but also how to communicate properly and, you know, even just being able to be happy all the time and seeing the joy on their faces for this most simple and, you know, sometimes most ridiculous things. <laughs> but I think how lovely is that to be, be able to, you know, yeah, and I sort of take that on for myself and I try to probably feel like a bit more of a kid in those ways as well because I think, you know, you can, yeah, they can teach you so much. Um, But, yeah, when it was, I suppose, when I first became a mum, I struggled a lot um, and that was hard for me because I... I probably went into motherhood thinking, oh yeah, I've got this. Like I'm going to be, you know, one of those cool moms and I'm going to be all, you know, calm and collected. And I wasn't, um, you know, reality certainly hit me then. Um, but I think what I actually struggled with the most was the loneliness that I felt. And I, you know, we didn't have things, you know, we didn't have you Holly with Motherhood Melbourne. And I, you know, Instagram, I don't even think I was on Instagram when I first became a mum. And I just felt like everyone, everything that I had seen was, everyone was still perfect and they had their stuff together and, you know, their kids were really good all the time and mine weren't. So when I struggled with that, you know, Ned, he'd never slept at all. Like for four, I think by the time he was about eight months, I think we got about six hours straight out of him. And so that was a long process and I thought it was all my fault. And so I think the best thing that ever happened though for me was I had a girlfriend come over and she could see me for me and she was like, right, what's going on? And she came over. and she had kids herself but she had them looked after and she said, no, I'm coming over because I'm focusing on you. You need to, you know, just have a cuppa and get some things off my chest. She didn't give me any advice. And that was probably the best advice that I had ever been given at that time, because she was there just for me. And she's like, okay, yep. And how are you going and how, you know, everything was, um, it wasn't like, Oh, you know, sorry. Have you tried to do, you know this, or have you tried that? Because I'm like, I've tried everything. <laughs> I don't need any more. Have you tried these? I just needed someone to just stop and go. It's okay, and you know you're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. She, what she did when she left was she had, because um, yeah, he was he was a terrible feeder and a terrible sleeper. So he'd feed for about an hour and a half, and then sleep for maybe hour and a half, two hours, and that was about four months worth. And she. As she walked out, she said, I'm just, just leaving this. You don't need to read it, but I'm, I've, I've read it and I don't need it anymore. And it was all of her, she went had done um, sleep school and she just put the paper on there and she's gone, if you just want to chuck it out, chuck it out. I'm not, you know, but I don't need it anymore. So do whatever you want with it. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And I gave her a big cuddle and I wasn't ready to look at it. Because I thought i'm I'm already going through enough I don't need more you know professionals telling me other things to do and then I think because she gave me that freedom of you don't have to do this then I was like well, I'm gonna do it you know <laughs> so I read it all and that was the best advice like it took a little while for me to you know get back you know going again and things like that but I, I just feel like that was the most important visit that I had had was that one friend just saying, don't, don't do anything if you don't want to. And that's how I now am. You know, when my girlfriends have babies, I, I'm like, whatever, whatever works, if you want help or anything, I can help you and I can give you my experiences, but you just, you just be, you look after you and, you know, yeah, just, you're already doing the best you can and you're a great person and you know, your child is going to love you. And that, and I think that's just, yeah, I think that was what helped me the most. Oh, I'm yeah. crying.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> Karina. Yeah. It's hard. I've, I've been there The sleep deprivation. It's just brutal. It is. You're not yourself yes, you at can't, all.
1: You're not yourself. No, no. You can not you can't, sleeping.
0: Yeah, you can't function. Yep. You can't think. You can't make decisions. You can't look after yourself. Like you you literally need someone to mother you. Um and your friend your friend sounds amazing. She sounds like, you know, she did the right thing and she was there at the right time. So I'm so glad you had that. Okay, so now, (laughs) all right, wipe away the tears. Um, I want to finish on a positive note. So what's a random fun fact about you?
1: Probably the most random random thing that I have done today is I was actually, I played baritone saxophone at the opening ceremony of the 2000 Olympic Games. (laughs) I was in a marching band and we played at the opening ceremony. That is probably, yeah. But then I'm like, I don't know how random that is. No, that's, ra- that's <laughs> random. It's very random. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just go for the most random thing but about me. That's also a great achievement too. So congratulations. Oh, yeah, it was very exciting. Um, yeah, it was an awesome experience. But um, yeah, when I tell people, they're like, oh, that is so weird. Yeah, that's so random. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, Oh, I'll just go with that one. Yeah. 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 No, I love it. Thanks for sharing that. And
0: so we're going to wrap up. And before we do, I would love for you to share with all the mums, what are the products and services that you do offer at your biz and where can people connect with you if they want to, um, you know, get some help with their styling?
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, my services are all, so I've got lots actually. Um, but you've got your shopping and styling sessions, uh, wardrobe makeovers. The complete style overhauls, which is um, wardrobe makeover, shopping session, and then we do a really fun mix and match session afterwards. So that's where I take all of your existing wardrobe with your new wardrobe and then I create outfits and we take photos and things like that. So you've actually got a digital lookbook to go through. So then every day you're like, oh, what will I wear? And you can just flick through your phone and they're all in one spot. Um, so that's awesome. I love that one. Um, I have style coaching sessions as well. So just uh, Skype calls uh, and that's where, you know, you do your style consult beforehand and then we discuss everything that you need to know and I teach you all about your shape and you know where to shop and things like that. Um I also have the style mag so that is released each season and that is just full of like really good inspiration and I actually create it all so there's no paid ads or anything like that in this one and it's purely there to help you with your style to find style but also know how to dress for your shape. Um, and also, yeah, you'll stay up to date with any trends, but also how you can create outfits from your own wardrobe as well. So yeah, that's, I absolutely love that. I just pour my heart into that one. Um, and I also have an online store, which has really gorgeous jewelry and accessories and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's all on my website, which is personalizedstyle.com.au and you can find me on Instagram, which is personalized underscore style, uh, Facebook is personalized style. I also have a Facebook group, which is the style group. So that is a free group where I go in and I do live Q and A's and you can ask your questions and things like that. And yeah, and it's just a great little group to, you know, if you're out shopping, you're like, which one? And there's a huge, there's about 500 of us or so on there at the moment. So um, yeah, it's really nice that it's a great group of women and we're all in there to really encourage and yeah, help everyone just feel good. So, yeah, um, but that's it. And there's also, yeah, on my Facebook page, you'll find the um, how to find your style on there. So that's all free as well.
0: Well, we've come to the end of this episode. And if you love hearing from inspiring and entertaining Melbourne mamas, subscribe to Mamas on a Mission. Bonus hugs to all of you who also take the time to leave a review. Thank you. If you're keen as beans for more information about the podcast, my guests or myself, jump over to motherhoodmelbourne.com.au. Okay, Mama, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in.